What's up, folks? And we're back this week for this week's episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Two James here, along with my man, Jamal, over to the left, and below me, Mr. Silly Sellis, uh, Mr. Hillwill Mahoney, and Damien Salty G are absent this week. But thus, the three of us have a lot to cover um, in, a, in a week's worth of professional wrestling news and other things. Uh, but before we get started, gentlemen, how are you all doing tonight? I just watched the greatest, worst trailer of all time <laughs> while the intro was playing. Arachnado. Look forward to Thanksgiving. I just look. I can't wait to watch it. I wasn't. Uh, I was going to start it, but yeah, definitely exactly as soon as this is done, I can't wait to see that. Look, I, as a as a frequent Sharknado enthusiast, I need all bits of this just off the title. So, uh, and Lava Lantula is underratedly a good bad movie that no one talks about. Well, no one. It, it's it's terrible. Sellers, <laughs> how you doing tonight, brother? Good. I wanted to see if Jamal, do you miss the green background now? It's gone permanently and the yellow backgrounds. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to counter your question with this question. Ask me if I remember what your background is. <laughs> well, when you said it looks like the 1960s, I thought you'd probably remember that. <laughs> and another counter your counter question. Ask me if I was alive in the 1960s. <laughs> you probably reincarnated, just didn't remember. Uh, well, folks, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, a couple of important things I definitely want to just make sure that we put emphasis on. Go vote, first and foremost. Um, and the presidential debates tonight. So we definitely are going to make sure that we get all our news and stuff done. So in time for us to be able to uh, watch that. Because uh, that's important to the country and it's important to you as your civil duty to vote. want to make sure I get that information out to you. Um, also this weekend, Bound for Glory 2020. Um, you know, I was on the press call uh, speaking to uh, uh, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards uh, and predictions and review predictions for Bound for Glory is on the YouTube channel now and the review will be up uh, come this uh, Sunday immediately after um, Bound for Glory airs. I would, you know, get the review done and get it up for you all so you can see it Sunday so you can check that out. But until then, we have got to start off with AEW here. AEW Dynamite, you know, we, we we talked about last week, putting into perspective one year about how far they've come, the good strides they've been making, uh, really solidifying their spot as a, as a staple in professional wrestling. And then last night happening where, for me, it was like a big eye-opening because I probably have seen indie shows conducted in ways better than some of the foolishness that I seen last night. And I'm, you know, this is not a joking matter. And I would, you know, highly let you all know that at this point beyond right now in the show, there's probably going to be a lot of curse words coming out because there's no easy way to talk about the things that happened last night without having some form of like anger or just whatever. Because it's, 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 it's the shit just made no sense at all. But what I'm talking about is... Uh, the Alice Reynolds, Reynolds injury that happened during the match. If you haven't seen the video, uh, it's floating around. You type in Alice Reynolds or anything, it's going to pop up. And it just seems like just a... I don't know. Like it's, it, it's, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Somebody completely out, uh, concussed at some point, you can tell, as you've seen like the, the, the joints and everything, Stephanie, and everyone's just working around it. There is... 
vets up and down the board in that ring and there was just no form of like awareness of what happened like it it literally was cringy to watch um cringy alarming saddening just a ton of words and it just you know injuries happen it's the nature of the sports but how injuries are handled after they happen should just be seamless at this point and just seeing what i've seen on national tv in the aw ring was just by far mind-blowing alarming and it's 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 absolutely just it 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 just something that just should never ever happen jamal on to you with it so uh we say how bad it was, but we're not giving any context as to what happened. Yeah, um, okay. It looks like uh, there was a um, a four-man, four-team tornado tag uh, that closed Dynamite yesterday, and the winner uh, gets a, a championship match at full gear, I believe. So because, you know, they have a ranking system, which means that we're going to put everybody in the in the rankings in a match to determine who the number one contender is. Okay, fine. Uh, doing a spot, private party hit um, Alex Reno, who was on the ground, with a lead drop and splash. And the way that uh, I want to say it was uh, Isaiah Cassidy came down on um, on the neck of and, and head area of Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds definitely did not react in a normal way. He kind of laid there, you know, motionless, his hands. Uh, kind of stuck in the air a little bit. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, none of us here are, doc- well, that's not true. Damien just joined us and he's the only doctor here, but it's a different type of doctor. So um, <laughs> it's a different type of medicine rather. So I, you know, but none of us here are medical doctors and I don't want to say that he was paralyzed or anything like that. I don't know if he had a concussion. I don't know what, the, what his deal is. Um, the long and short of it is, is that after the match, he, oh, actually well, after that point, he, um, you know, still got up, was crazy legs on his feet, um, you know, definitely out of it and not reacting. And and he was either selling his ass off and we need to mail an Emmy to his house or he may not have known what state he was in. Um, but either way, he uh, still wound up taking a bulldog, um, you know, from the Young Bucks part of their spot and, um he wound up, which is another, you know, blow to the head. So that's that's not a good look as it stands. And then eventually he was rolled over to the side where Nick Rick Knox kind of said, okay, out of the ring. Um, and he was tended to from there. We never saw him again after that. Uh, and in that, in that whole ordeal, he still was able to, uh, he was dragged by uh, the Blade, who was in that match as well, mm-hmm. limp to the corner, about a good five feet, um, where a tag was made, because, you know, rules, um, <laughs> and and still was able to do other moves in the pre-planned spots that they had uh, throughout the match. We don't know what was said in the match. We don't know if, if someone, like, you know, if the referee, Rick Knox, who's has kind of a history of, not being able to control matches in a real way, not just a, a kayfabe way. Uh, we don't know what exactly happens in the match. None of us are A, there, and B, in the ring. But what it does look like wasn't good. Unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately enough, Reynolds seems to be okay. 
um, in that he walked on out of the uh, arena area under his own power. Uh, that can, we can confirm. Uh, but as far as underlying inju- injuries, we don't know because nobody's saying anything. Yeah. So, I, so there's two things with this. Number one, it looks really bad. Yep. No matter what it actually is, it looked bad. And unfortunately, this is another scenario for any company where what do you do in the moment? This is the main event in a particular spot where you have a tag team match that's going to set up the next month of television in that particular thing for the company. There's a guy who's in the match who is arguably out on his feet. And if this were the, if this were boxing, you would have stopped the match and, and did something. They don't have tornado tags in boxing. They also aren't booking storylines for the next month. We saw the same thing happen with uh, Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, where you know Hardy they had to stop the match and did a thing, and then they went immediately to the to the finish because uh oh, it's a loser leaves town match, or or if Hardy loses, he's out of AEW forever, uh, so he can't lose. Uh oh, so they did a thing and expressed to the match, uh, expressed to the finish. So I'm not saying that this is egregious on AEW's part. Uh, sloppy shop, hashtag sloppy shop, blah, blah, blah. But also, what would you want them to do? Like, it wasn't an injury that we know can, can't, it wasn't like a compound fracture where bones were poking through his skin. And right. it was, he wasn't like vomiting blood or anything like that. It looks I mean, bad. I mean, yes. And then, and with, with it looking bad, you take the precautions. And I think considering that injuries can go everything you describe, it can go to the utmost of one way or it could be, you know, as, as, as a cut on the wrist, you know, the other way, whatever, a, a, a paper cut, shall I say. But I think it is super important that, number one, if the referee doesn't see it, then it should be called above. It should be called into his ear because everybody's watching it. And stop the match because why this landed on his head and why I, I said it could have been a concussion, it could have easily been a neck injury. And if it's a neck injury, you don't move anybody with a neck injury. Ooh, not at all. Not and at you, all. And the words that are being described, not even by myself, but I would absolutely use the word, but the words that's being described about how he was handled upon getting out of the ring is yanked. You yank somebody with a potential neck them. injury to the corner, then you yank them outside the ring. But you don't know what's going on. It, yes, Jamal is a zillion percent right. It looked bad. And thus, since we don't know, it should mean that the match needs to be halted. There's so many professionals in that ring that, although there's a storyline involved here, you all know how to reset a match. You know how okay, to take well, a call. Right. So, so let's, let's go over that then. So, so hold on. Let's, I just want, I just want, I just want okay. to give you my answer. So, yes, my answer is directly to use that. Stop the match. If the ref can't stop the match, then somebody above needs to call it into the ref's ear and pause the match. You don't have to end the match, potentially, but stop the match. And if it okay. happens that that person and the person injury and this, and they have a significant purpose in it, then you rework it. You go back to the books and rework it. But there's something way more important than that storyline, and that's that person's health right now. So stop the matches easily without what I would want to see. Sorry about so, TV okay. time, but shit happens. 
Right. So let me so let me ask you this. And then granted, it's live TV, and I, and, and let's you know get Damien and and sell us. Let's. I want to I want to hear from you first on this. So scenario number one, you stop the match. I don't know exactly what time within the time restraints this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to assume it's within the last ten minutes of the show uh, mm-hmm. because I know that the uh, I turned it off at nine forty after the Jericho before the Jericho MJF shenanigans. And we'll definitely discuss that later. My God. Oh, please. But but the idea is um, within the last 10 or so minutes of the show, they do the thing. And this is the big booking. It's the main event on live TV as you go uh, forward, book it, run it into the pay-per-view, which is in three weeks. So, Celis, Damian, you stop the match, and then what? Do you have enough time after his injury uh, is treated – Maybe they get the stabilizers out. They bring in the medics. They cart them off. Is that how you end TV? And more importantly than that, if you do end in a no contest because you're running out of TV time, how do you go forward next week? I think in my personal opinion, it's like you have to have a, always a plan B when something like that happened in case of. So what I would think is if they can't shoot to a live commercial because they already took their live commercial break or whatever during right. that time is the last 10 minutes and they can't go out. One thing you could always do is have a background scene spot. Oh, what's going on backstage? We're hearing some commotion. So that way you take the image off the ring, which you may have something that you need to take care of and have that plan B segment go in the back of the ring. Because the first thing I thought about is when you see somebody's hand look like a Ninja Turtle, which is like a three finger thing while they're laying on the flat of their back. And, and I don't mean that as a joke. That's no, not I, a good I know look. what you mean. So yeah, that, that's, not a, that's not a good look. So you can always have a plan B segment where you can continue some type of storyline backstage where you can cut to a camera back there. And you may be in there for like two or three minutes while you get things situated, move some people around, maybe take a wrestler out the ring and then go from there. Then you can have your commentators come back and say, hey, guys, we're back in the action. I don't know what that was about, um, but it seems like somebody got hurt outside the ring or something like that. You, you, There's ways you can bring that in. But use it as a plan B where you can always pan to another area of the stadium as a backup and then come right back to the ring so you're not showing that. Similar that's to what happened with in. WWE and Owen Hart, where yeah. they did, obviously they're not showing anything that happened in the ring. They cut mm-hmm. to the crowd. They cut to Jim Ross. They cut to everything else but the ring yep. until that situation was handled. Yep. But I don't think AEW was prepared for that because they probably think, oh, this would never happen. But, you know, it's something where you're a producer or if you're interacting any t- anything with live TV – you always had to have a plan B. Think about the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. You always have to have a plan B regardless of what happens in case something may pop off. I mean, football has to do it. Basketball has to do it. But sometimes they don't because he's like, oh, we're shocked. Gordon Hayward's bones coming out his leg. Uh, Dak Prescott, same thing. And sometimes they don't know what to do. But you always need to have a plan B. And, Damian, I know you work in the industry you know, as far as always having those backup measures. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking wrong on this, but I'm going to hear what you think as well. So one of the first things when I saw it last night, I thought, is there no producer in Knox's ear saying, go squeeze Reynolds's hand to check if he's okay? Because that's usually a telltale sign for a referee to check after a big spot yeah. where they slide on over and do the hand squeeze. The fact that they were doing moves around Reynolds while he was lying prone there, that pissed me off because as much as they're professionals and they were trying to go high octane the entire time, y'all mofos didn't realize, yo, this isn't selling. He's literally a carcass on the mat right now. So we're going to do tornado tag moves around him. 
And what if we hit him again? What if we move him? What if we bump him? What if we fall on his head by accident? Not one person decided in the back, send a doctor now. If you got all these doctors and stuff uh, checking people for COVIDs, why can't you send? Why can't you send a medical personnel down the ringside to check on Reynolds? All it takes is five seconds to whisper, "You good? You good?" No well, one said anything. And, and I'll just say, this feel like this feel like production <laughs> was more valued than someone's health care. Than a life, like, exactly. The, the, yeah. the, the show goes on, and we don't want this to look sloppy. We don't want TNT to get mad at us, but like, yeah, it, it is. It definitely is. You can you can go. I just add that in. Oh, I know. And I think for me, and to Jamal's point, it's like, what do you do in that situation? It's not unprecedented to cut away during a live broadcast mm-hmm. if some shenanigans is happening in the ring that didn't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. You literally could have had someone whisper, start the brawl outside while the stuff while they're tending to Reynolds at ringside. They could have been brawling on the other since it's tornado tag, they could have been on the other side of the of the arena brawling. And just saying, screw it. Let's just let's just kayfabe it or whatever you want to call it, and then we'll we'll, we'll figure out a, a fall to the finish closer to I guess closer to the ring between two people. But but um, I, I will I will say it's not it's not like comparing factor. But when uh what's his name got injured in NXT and they when uh they did the suicide dive, they instantly put the the, the camera back in the ring. Uh, uh, with Oni Lorcan, so that like you didn't see what was happening, and oh, then after the commercial, mm-hmm. it came back and it was like, This happens now again. It does, I understand the situation is, is different because you're probably after all of your commercials, mm-hmm. but at the same time, too, like, yeah, the plan B should always be ready to go, and again, yeah. it's not just a hard cam like in the indies, well, well, in the hard cam and you know, the, the Roman cam, there's a zillion cams here. In their production, and so it's it's important that you know, in 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 the, in the eye of production, that they're already they're already uh, prepared for that. I'm going to hand it to, back to Jamal so we can get on to our next thing. Uh, Will okay, so I need to make an announcement. So yeah, let's get Will's part. Just to Uh-oh. be clear, just to be clear, I said, I mean, they told me they weren't going to be able to make it tonight, so I did say they weren't going to hear. But yes, now the whole crew is here. Uh, uh, for the show tonight. <laughs> hey, I was flying solo. I had to get the hobo to bed, so I am here now and ready to go. I just didn't have a tag team partner to back me up for an eight o'clock start. Yeah, uh, and, and also really quick, when we were talking about injuries in AEW, Phoenix, uh, Ray Phoenix, who just—I don't know when I have never heard that he wasn't hurt. Like I swear, he's—he's he's been hurt more times than they've actually cleared them to saying he's healthy. Yeah, and again, they're saying he has like a little stinger. Uh, but he should be okay. But, you know, injuries is a real thing. We can joke about it and all type of analogies about it and whatnot. But um, I, I just don't want to see anything like that in the ring again. It's just was nothing good about it. And much like Jamal said, you know, me, who is an avid combat sports connoisseur, seeing that type of thing, it is, it's not even a question. If, if a person goes limp like that, the ref throws themselves over the person and there is not another bit of contact that's happening. And Thank you. you can say, well, that's real. And this, it doesn't matter. Injuries are universal. Every sport. People even get injured in roller skating. Okay. That's ballerina. a statement. I'm going to say that's untrue. Because in wrestling, injuries, I mean, name a wrestler that's 100% healthy. The so there's a difference between. 
there, I mean, seriously, but there's a difference between injuries in football and in whatever uh-huh. where Terrell Owens has turf toe and he's yes. he's out for a year and a half. Or the uh, he had a, a blisters on his thumb so he can't play. There's yeah. a difference between that and baseball and whatever and wrestling. And and, and that's 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 just the good ones on national TV. We're not even talking about the independent guys that are wrestling with a broken collarbone or knows yeah. they need three screws in their neck. So True. to be fair, the injuries aren't transferable between uh, the other national sports and wrestling, which is a different problem. Wrestlers need a union, but we can, we can talk about that at a different time. I think for this thing with Reynolds is similar to Matt Hardy. And we'll kind of want to hear your take on this is that because it's happening in this particular moment, it wasn't eight Oh five where you could stop the match and do something else. They were literally with up against the wall for TV in a moment where this would define what their, what their, what their programming is. Because if they put all this into the main event and the show's booked for next week, which is being taped today, what do you do? Do you scrap a match for next week that has other things involved? I mean, these, this is, it's, it's obvious to be like, yes, you stop the match. True. But then what? And I think, and to be fair, uh, Talk Sport did say that Cody uh, went down to the ring and he and Reynolds was able to make his own way backstage. Uh, Reynolds was in a better state backstage and hasn't suffered any long-term issues, whatever that means. And mm-hmm. there's a difference between, and, and, and again, we know so little about concussions because of the brain that just because you're knocked out doesn't necessarily mean that you have an actual bruise on the brain, which is a concussion. You could just have a stinger. And how many times have we seen a football player get a stinger paralyzed to the hands and then they get him on the treadmill, they get him with oxygen, and he's back after three plays? I'm not saying – I'm just saying that it's easy to sit down on the internet and or watch on TV and perceive something than what that may not be what actually happened. The problem with AEW, the problem that I have with it is that it looked so bad mm-hmm. and it seemed to be so careless right. that you can't, it makes you wonder what the fuck was Rick Knox watching or any of the guys in the truck or Tony Khan or his mom at home. Or, or um, <laughs> the Blade, who literally dragged him into the right. corner and it was clearly dead weight, completely out cold. Super and dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, you, if you literally touched him and struggled to drag him into the corner. So he knew something was up and that what killed me watching it was like, okay, it happens. And he, he goes down and he's out cold at that moment in time. We don't know if he's knocked out. We don't know if it's like a spinal injury or something. It could be anything. So in that mm. case, I mean, the number one thing they usually say in these situations is like, you do not move the person. You Correct. leave them there, but okay. He drags him into the corner at that point. At least like I said, he was dead weight clearly going into that corner. What really got me is this was a multiple person match. There was a ton of people in there and they just hop over him and they just go keep going, doing their moves. And he's just laying there. He's just laying there in the corner and everyone's hitting their spots. That's the part. I have less of a problem with that than I do with the fact that Knox isn't attending to him. Like do your moves. There's another section of the ring that you can work in and outside. And when the spot was hit with private party and the, the, the DDT followed up by the leg drop, uh, there was only two guys in the ring anyway. Mm-hmm. You have three guys in the ring, private party and, and Alex Reynolds. But the idea is after it happens and when Knox doesn't at least attend to him immediately, 
it doesn't give it gives us the perception that you know you have a literal bag of potatoes in the ring yeah. that's just sitting yeah. there. Yep. And, and there's seven other guys in the match, seven other guys in the match and the referee makes eight. And then whoever else is around ringside between the ring announcer and all, it's like somebody go right. see right. what the hell is going on. One of you, please. Right. I'm not saying they should have stopped the match, but they should have at least checked. Mm-hmm. That, that's okay. my biggest issue is like no one, there was just like, it came across as like a complete disregard for what was happening with him. That was the biggest thing that really struck me is like, y'all just going about your business and he's just laying there. And who knows what the hell's up? And no one is checking on him. That's the part that really stood out to me. And that's where, honestly, if I was him, I'd be sitting there tonight and just be kind of like, damn, they, no one gave a shit about me. Mm-hmm. I'm just laying here in the corner. And no one's, it's clear as day on that video. No one is checking on him. Mm-hmm. That That's the most, the biggest thing that jumped out to me. And like I said, coming after the Matt Hardy situation where he bounced his head off the concrete, it's just like, why is there no protocols in this company? for when something like this happens where it's like either a head injury or a possible neck injury, something severe enough that the guy is not moving. You got to have some kind of protocols for that. That's what's really getting me about it. And I want to shout out to, I know Sarah Marino, six, one, six, one, two, just said, this is not the first time that happened in wrestling. However, as we learn more about the impact of what concussions or how to impact, like you said, well, I didn't even think about a spinal injury because we talked about the neck. We talked about the heck. Head, now we mentioned in the spine, those are three areas of the human body that you really have to be careful because the science and the knowledge of what we have to do now is even more important. So since we have that, that recognizable understanding of what mm-hmm. that means, it's even more impactful that you have to be even more safe of what you do now. Like, for example, even in football, as the football game is going on today, if somebody has a concussion and you see they got like spaghetti legs as they're walking off the field, you have to stop it immediately. They put them down. They don't even let you yeah. walk. Off. They say, no, I sit, yeah. sit down. Yeah, you're, you're, whatever. You're, getting, you're getting carted off the field. Yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. whatever muscle memory that you may have going on right now, that's cool and all, but you're going to sit right here and we're going to come get this cart for you regardless. And then once that cart gets you off the field and you sit there, then we'll let you decide if you want to walk to the tunnel on your own power. But you're not. It, it's none of that. It, it, it's, it's severe. Um you know, hoping to hear some good news come from out of his camp soon. And AEW, I, I hope they learn from this. You know, again, they're new. Uh, injuries are real, whether it's wrestling or not. And they literally, something like this can make and break somebody's, not just their career, but their life as we know it. Because uh, of all the, the of all the factors that's in play here, it, it could go way, way bad. And hopefully it's not any of that right now and it's just a lesson to be learned and hopefully he's good after us but very 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 a uh, scary moment like nonetheless all right back to you Jamal okay so uh sticking with AEW um I, and on the back of that injury apparent injury from um Alex Reynolds uh Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara are going to pick up their feud where seemingly where they left off and it's going to go roll into full gear uh, the elite deletion match, for what it's worth, is going to happen on November the 7th at the pay-per-view. The first question is, should this be a thing? The second question to that is, do you think that they want to play it safe with the elite deletion? As we've seen that they can do a cinematic style match that's pre-taped. And mm-hmm. we all know that Hardy, you know, his thing that his uh, thing that he's done. Okay. It, 
Yeah, sure, Forte. Uh, what nowadays is these uh, uh, nouveau cinematic matches, uh, is that the way to go about it? So, uh, you know, whoever wants to take it first. Personally, I think that <laughs> I have a problem with Sammy just jumping back into this. Um, and I feel that they kind of don't know what to do with him at this point. So I think that yeah. that's, that's unfair. But, but uh, Celis, um, the, the Elite Deletion, are you, are you down? <laughs> Only reason why I'm down because I feel that when you think about the creative genius, and I'm and I'm saying that lightly, the creative genius that Matt Hardy is with talking about these cinematic matches that he can build on. I think this is a time for maybe to make this in a different scenario, which is different from his past cinematic matches, to make this really impactful of the next set of what cinematic matches can be in wrestling. Um, because when we think about what Matt Hardy did for uh, his ultimate deletion, you know, match with, with him and Jeff Hardy and Brother Nero, that kind of transcended what WWE tried to copy. But it was like the first time we saw things of this great element. Now he has a chance to do it again. Um, with Sammy, though, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you, Jamal. I think they really don't know exactly what to do or build with him. So hopefully this can be something that puts him in that element. Because I'm even thinking back to when we all went to that opening night on um, – an opening night of, of AEW, yeah, of Dynamite. And we thought about how Sammy had that impact match with Cody. And like, okay, this guy has potential. But since then, it's kind of like flattened out a little bit to what that potential could be. So this is the way you make him bridge it again. I'm, I'm hoping. Um, but it's like a wait and see. I, I don't have any high optimism, but I'm just using that as a potential what it could be dealing with that Matt Hardy's involved and what that cinematic universe matches could be. Cinematic I'll be quick. universe match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll so be fast. Like, who else is part of this universe, by the way? <laughs> Zack Snyder. Uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so the Zack Snyder universe match that we're going to see, uh, I completely... <laughs> I completely forgot about Sammy Guevara until last night. I'm being completely honest. When they mentioned him, I said, oh yeah, he still wrestles here. Okay, great. What has he been doing? To Salas's point, nothing. And a lot of that goes back to when they took him off air for a while to get his sensitivity training for what he said about Sasha when he was younger, I guess. And what has he really done since? He's just shown up, done a reveal, and that's it. So when we say the whole final deletion or whatever this match is going to be, I fully anticipate shenanigans, which is probably best for both parties at this point because this feud for me, the minute Matt got hurt, it just derailed everything. Uh, especially maybe there was a bit of a punishment because Sammy got a little bit too lax in his match with Matt the first time. And then that's why he's kind of just been in a holding pattern. But correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he wrestle the first match in Dynamite history against Cody Rhodes? He did. That was the first yes. match. That was, yeah, it was the opener. And look where he is now. Nothing. So well, okay, that's not fair. I don't, I don't think it's yeah. nothing. Not for him, though. Yeah. No. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the powers that be. Kind of just like you had a, a rocket strapped to his back to be this young star. And now it's, well, we Wait, You make it seem like he's in the women's division. <laughs> he he's he's currently the odd man out of the inner circle and it's clear there's a lot of yeah, he, he's gonna be out. flux there he, he's I a victim of circumstance between his suspension i would say between the suspension 
the injury with the chair before the, the big injury with the, the head bouncing off the thing, but the chair thing he took a lot of heat for, for catching Matt with that chair. And then the, the head thing happens. And now I think they're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm assuming this plan was the plan all along that we're going to do multiple matches building to this cinematic thing that I'm assuming is going to be at the Hardy compound. And you would think that would be the blow off. So I think they're kind of staying the course with what they're doing, but probably the bloom is kind of off the rose given the situation with Matt. They're probably looking at Matt like we don't want Matt getting hurt and uh, hopefully yeah. we can do this in some kind of pre-tape way where it's like incredibly exactly. safe and maybe we bring some people in to stand in for Matt in some spots if we have some concerns yep. there. And I, Yeah, I yeah. mean, probably once this is done, then you go back to Sammy and be like, okay, now what can we do? This is probably the end of it. They wash their hands of it and hopefully move on. But yeah, no, I, it's... I, 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 I totally agree. Like, I wouldn't go as far as saying nothing, but like, yeah, you want to play it safe. I'm sure Mrs. Party really wants this to be played safe as well, too. As you know, she's definitely keeping an eye on this match, unlike AEW, uh, other officials and people in the control room. While, you know, she's right on the Twitter making calls and everything. She sees something that's not right. But I, 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 what I kind of want to throw back at you all is that, do you also think when it comes down to this, like when you talk about cinematic matches, there has to be a, a, a like a like and dislike factor into this. You have to kind of consider that, you know, Matt Hardy loves this. You know, he's definitely seen his, you know, his second or third try in his career based on these things. You know, he's, he's sort of the innovator of, of where we're at with this now in, in regards to success. But you have to think, too, when you're involved with this, you also have to think like, well, you're going against Hardy at a Hardy combat. What does this do for me? Or... Is this actually what I signed up for? So the, the, the perfect the, the perfect question here is, do you think that Sammy Guevara is also equally interested in this in a factor of saying, like, I love doing this stuff. Throw me in there. Yeah. I mean, I think that for him, as far as the stock goes, he needs to wrestle again. Um, I also think, since we all agree that he's the odd man and out of the inner circle, the whole point of the deal was that Sammy, uh, that Matt was trying to recruit uh, Sammy out of the inner circle, similar to how Tez, Brian Cage, and that whole deal got started, and Darby Allen uh, got started with that whole deal. Same story. Um, so the long and short of it is, is that once they do it and they have the blow off, if MJF has a, a run in with, with Jericho that really makes uh, Sammy the odd man out, he can kind of go and do his own thing and be put in the TNT title picture. So there is an upside to this blow off. Uh, which ironically will prove Matt Hardy right in the end because he said you're better away from them. Um, but then again, of course, it is a, a Matt Hardy cinematic match. Uh, we got robbed of the match uh, at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the chair thing happened where, you know, look, that chair hits him. It hit him where it hit him. If it misses an inch to the left, it hits him in the eye. Matt Hardy's blind for the rest of his life. If it misses an inch to the right, it misses his ass completely. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about it. Yep. So a couple of freak accidents in a row, it's not a good look. So the idea is uh, with this whole thing, with the elite deletion, whatever it tends to be. And honest to God, I hope they use the stadium. I hope they use this compound. I hope it takes place over three nights. And yeah, teleport. Yeah, you know, teleport you know, to the pyramids, yep. right in the International Space Station, all of it. What's the you lake know, called? The Lake of Revitalization or something yeah. like that? Reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whatever Matt Hardy needs to do, and they're willing to give him the crayon box and open it up for him to do the things that he wants to do. 
And that's fine. And we saw that in, in, in his uh, entrance when he teleported down to the ring uh, at Daly's place in kind of, you know, in a weird way. So they're definitely willing to work with Hardy and Sammy's up for everything. This should work. Unfortunately, luck has not been on their side and getting this off the ground. So right. hopefully they'll bury it and keep it moving and, and go from there because obviously Matt's not done and Sammy's has a lot of upside. So, one last thing before we get to the news. In the middle of my wrestling show, a musical broke out. <laughs> there cannot be nothing to talk about here, right? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's stuff to talk about. We can be Are you sure it was a wrestling show? Because I think it's got a new name. I think it's called All Elite Sports Entertainment. I was sports entertained up until, uh, you know, Jericho's story broke out. And... <laughs> The um, Matt Hardy, I'm not sorry, Matt, Matt Hardy, uh, Maxwell Friedman and Jericho had their uh, you know dinner debonair um, in a conference room at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. So here's the thing: it's it's going to it's going to fall in one of two camps. Personally, I hate musicals, all of them. Even West Side Story, all, all of them, them. <laughs> every goddamn one of them. Yeah. So when I see this happen in the middle of my wrestling show, the first thing I think of is, okay, listen, if you like it, you like it, cool. That five-minute segment could have gone to another match. Where's my remote? A woman's match, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Women's a- match? What is, what is that in regards to AEW? Match? Right. So, again, I mean, I'll give AEW credit for trying to do something different. I'll give AEW credit for, for, to be fair, putting an actual musician and a person <laughs> that can, you know, carry a tune together to do a thing in a way that makes some sense, <laughs> since they are calling back to their encounter uh, months ago. What mm. I don't like is the fact that they are, there is a, a segment, a section of the show that really needs uplifting. And for all of the talent they have on Dark, for all of the talent that they have that they don't use, instead of doing that and featuring wrestling, they decided to put on this choreographed uh, you know, deal. It's good for the algorithms, but in the long term, it doesn't help the brand. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure. But Sellers, right. you seem to like it, so I, I would love to yeah, know Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, what do you what you like, Sellers? It's a it's Uh-oh. a multiverse. It's a multiverse with uh, with uh, high school musical and uh, Glee. So here's here's <laughs> the thing. Here's my thing, and and I'm not gonna lie when I'm saying this. Five years from now or less, you guys are gonna say this is the second best wrestling segment to This Is Your Life. No, yes, no. this is gonna be the second best. Like literally, it just shows the creativity that some of these guys have. You know, outside not just of wrestlers but of performers. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. What's the what's up with the news? <laughs> okay, I mean to, to be fair, you know, <laughs> I, I do think Holy that <laughs> to, to be fair, I, I do think that you know, if you like it, you like it. I can understand yeah. it. I I just <laughs> don't understand why it's in the middle of my wrestling. I like show. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I do like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna quickly gonna say it's definitely a love it 
or hate it type of thing. It's not the first time we've seen something like that in wrestling. Hell, oh. we had a Elias concert on Monday. That, that was did happen. That, but that oh, really? was pleasantly surprising. It was like not bad. It was kind of like, yeah. damn, he can like he can kind of perform. So yeah. I don't know. But these these things happen. It was just funny to me seeing it from the company that was so, you know, we're not going to be like that when this is like the most sports <laughs> entertainment thing you could possibly do. That was what was funny to me. So but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not into musicals either. So I was kind of like, OK, what is this leading here? to an inevitable face turn for somebody? Is that what this is about? Oh, no, you can't. You can't no. face turn either one of them. No. Uh, what this is leading to an actual like show tunes production where they're just going to have a two hour, uh, you know, Glee takes over Dynamite and mm-hmm. have a, uh, a musical episode. And and I'm going to hang myself from a tree if that happens. <laughs> but that brings viewership <laughs> to TNT. No, then, then you know what? I'm rooting for COVID. There I said it. <laughs> <laughs> COVID take me away. Okay, let, let, let's go. Let's go to news so we can get the hell out of here. Um, and there's uh, it's a bit of news that's happened this week. Uh, the news uh, really doesn't stop, and we're focused on Florida right now. The NXT Arena, the Performance Center, the Amway Center have all been under scrutiny from the Orange County Department of Health. Orange County is the county that Orlando is in, in Florida. Apparently, the strike team, because it's Florida, so you need a strike team for this, uh, has been cracking down on locations where contact tracers have been linking uh, multiple positive COVID cases to uh, specific events. Uh, We've been hearing about these, uh, quote-unquote, super spreader events that have been happening where a bunch of people, usually maskless, have been gathering. And then lo and behold, uh-oh, all of them have COVID. An 80-person party in New York, um, a Super Sweet 16, I think it was, you know, a yard party off the coast of New Jersey, you know, the Amway Center. Uh, these are things that are happening around the country where people are knowingly or unknowingly spreading the virus. So that's not a good thing. WWE says that they don't know why they're being uh, scrutinized by the Orange County Department of Public Health. Quoting WWE, WWE is not open uh, is not open to the public, but rather an operating a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance. As part of ongoing weekly testing protocols, Adventist Labs have administered more than ten thousand PCR tests to performers, employees, production staff, and crew, resulting in a one point five percent positive cases as compared to the current national average of more than 5%. Additionally, extensive contact tracing takes place and impacted eventual individuals are placed in a 14-day quarantine and then cleared only after they test negative. Hmm. Bullshit, but okay, fine. Let's, let's say that that's true. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting that, you know, if that's the case, then WWE is really under scrutiny as we've seen how The Performance Center got a revamped look as WWE was kicked out of full sale. Uh, The Amway Center uh, is now the WWE Thunderdome. And there is word of NXT trainees have um, are are not wearing masks on purpose. They're just anti-mask. And, you know, that's a different problem. So that's one of the reasons why the Department of Health is really cracking down on uh, Florida, or now from Florida, they're really cracking down on the Amway Center and other WWE properties. This is a headline from Vice. 
My dad is a pro wrestler. I'm a drag queen. We're not so different. <laughs> yep. Saw it is. Right. I saw it too. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't know who the pro wrestler is, we'll get to that in a second. The drag queen <laughs> is named Washington Heights, like the neighborhood in Upper Manhattan of New York. Washington yeah, Heights, uh, who lives in Baltimore, is uh, a prominent drag queen on the scene. And her father is New Jack. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. That New Jack. Okay. Yes. And and this article from Vice, uh, which is actually a pretty interesting read, uh, and it really talks about how uh, once Miss Heights, uh, you know, came out and, and living her life and doing what she does on the drag circuit and, of course, uh, New Jack going through some moderate lengths to not let that story get out, including uh, changes Wikipedia page and all these other things. And then, you know, it, it's quite sad and quite unsurprising from a guy like New Jack. Uh, but, you know, Washington Heights uh, was the uh, best in show. And at the, yeah, in 2018 and 2020 and the drag performer of the year in 2018, um, but New Jack is her dad, so that's how ironic is that that uh, you know that that happened to a guy like New Jack. So good on you, Miss Heights, uh, for letting your story be told. Speaking of people telling stories, Ring of Honor podcast uh, R. H. Strong had EC3 on there, and he says that the Raw Underground is low key his idea. Huh? Oh, now he's claiming it, not Chikara. <laughs> No. Uh, as quoted by the Wrestling Edge on Wednesday, EC3 recalled when he supposedly pitched a concept to company officials, he knew beforehand that there was a possibility it would be stolen from him in the future after stating that he's confident the promotion's version of his pitch was seen by fans. It will be a regular part of Monday Night Raw's third hour uh, and the f- and at final hour, third and final hour, he compared the situation to the 1992 movie's Wayne's World. So it's basically in Wayne's world when um, Rob Lowe has a public access show that's you know kind of low down and, and grungy and and it's similar to uh, the look that Raw Underground tries to get, except yeah. that they can't because it's WWE. Uh, that article was from the Inquisitor. Yeah, I think that's interesting. That I don't think is Raw Underground still a thing. Nope. Benito. The past oh, couple uh, weeks it hasn't been around. Oops. Since just um, before the draft, I, I've I've heard rumors it might be done, but I figure that's something they could bring it back at any darn yeah, moment. Um, and I, yeah. I and I still like Two James's idea that that should be the home of Matt Riddle now that he's on Raw. It makes perfect sense to me. So hopefully, uh, it returns. I mean, to be fair, if you wanted to do Raw for two hours and the Raw Underground as a separate show for the third hour, <clears throat> I'd be down for that. Um, you know, it would be a different look. Uh, cancel two hundred five live if you need to. But, you know, just get some guys down there and make it that show. They did it for NXT. They did it for 205 Live. They're doing it for NXT UK. Raw hey. technically is two hours. They can make that show what it is. And then Raw Underground will be a separate deal and present it as such. And they can hey. go a little bit harder because it's after 10 o'clock. FS, FS1 would definitely be open to uh, hosting something of that sort. It completely fits their mode. So I'm they're sure. just going to one hour special. But I think that they're obligated to USA Network for three hours of content. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying that content would just be whatever it needs to be to make it an yeah. MMA-like yeah. WWE show. 
What I'm just saying, three hours has always been a USA thing. They're the ones. Yeah, no, no. What what I'm saying is that if they did want to keep sprinkling it within the three hours, but then actually do a whole show, that makes sense to me. Give me, give me some build up of it on Raw, but then have give me the whole cake on it's an hour special. You know, make it mean something. It's easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you're using esters around the ring, and you're doing, you know two to three matches in it, and you just give some presentation to it. Hell, you you lose 15 minutes from commercials, and there you go. 45 minutes of just straight three matches with some vignettes and so on. It, yep. it, it, it could absolutely work, and I think a ton of people would be interested. And if you have a catalyst such as Matt Riddle on it who legitimizes it, it's interesting. What if you made well, hey, a YouTube show like AEW Dark? I, I would watch Put it on the free tier of the network. Let's stop talking, because I think Jamal worked for WWE on the low, because a couple of his ideas have come to fruition. (laughs) And the next thing you know, in a a month, we're going to end up seeing (laughs) Raw Underground FS1 special. You heard it here first. I mean, they're doing me like EC3 out here, to be honest with you. So moving on. Uh, In Baltimore, Ring of Honor, the home of Ring of Honor now, uh, has been running out of the UMBC uh, Event Center in a uh, suburb of Baltimore on the campus of Maryland, Baltimore County. Uh, the Baltimore Sun uh, caught up with the guys, uh, including Joe Coff, uh, uh, Jay Lethal, and others, about how they're running basically the ROH bubble. Um, one thing that was interesting was how Jay Lethal said that, you know, it's weird being in a hotel but not able to be out of the hotel. You know, obviously the wrestlers travel from week to week, so there's no use to the hotel life, but this is different because you're basically quarantined in this hotel bubble. And it's not like the NBA and their bubble, which is expanded to this resort in Disney. They're at like the, the Sheridan at BWI airport. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. If you are absolutely trying to have, if he's trying to com- compare the multi-million dollar. No, he's bubble, not. I am. Oh, okay. I, I'm just saying that it's not like the NBA bubble where they're at the Disney Resort. They're in the Sheridan at BWI Airport. Yeah. Okay. This I is the bubble on a budget. Yeah. The bubble on a budget. Um, but the interesting thing uh, is and in, in how they're able to make maintain the bubble. Obviously, this is the safest way the Ring of Honor could come up with to do the work, whether you have fans or not. Uh, the state of Maryland has been doing okay with COVID testings uh, recently, uh, though there are upticks in certain areas. And shocker, PG County leading the charge. So good on you, Landover. But um, it, it's you know, but still, it hasn't opened up to live fans. Even though that may change this week in football, as up in Baltimore and Landover, they're going to have fans in some capacity in the uh, stands. We'll be interested to see if that happens for Ring of Honor. Uh, but about this article, uh, Caprice Coleman says that, and I quote, not only, not only was it a chance to go back to work, they're taking care of everything to make sure that we're safe. Uh, kind of like being on the playground, but you can't talk to anybody, uh, Coleman joked. Uh, they also <laughs> mentioned how Coleman, good on him for going back to work because he decided to give up his uh, side job as an Uber driver uh, during the shutdown because he has a kid with asthma. And, you know, that's just a risk that you don't want to take. Right. So, you know, it, it's I think this is some insight to see how they're doing. And it's ironic that uh, Ring of Honor is taking such precautions, considering that their parent company, Sinclair Broadcasting, 
is talking out of their ass uh, when it comes to COVID on their uh, Sinclair-owned station. So they've been notorious about uh, putting out alternative facts, as they're called, about the pandemic and other you know, super far right uh, wing issues. Are you, but are right? you are you are you did you just try to avoid saying fake news? No, I, I, <laughs> I try to avoid saying lies, but you know, uh, but I'll go with alternative yeah. facts. Yeah, that's like that's a so, good that's a good perspective of you of you uh of uh putting that out there as far as the parent company and all I'm just gonna say all which is like it's 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 good for a wrestling promotion uh to be very vivid and 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 um transparent about COVID being real and handling it in the way it is. Yep, that's what yeah. that's what yeah. quarantining is being locked up in a place for a certain period of time. By the way, I know we're about to run up on time, but Nick Saban. The, the head coach of Alabama, I think he quarantined for maybe one day. One hour. Two days tops. One hour. And he was just back they, on the field. They sent now. those tests all over trying to find a negative one for him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, apparently the older you are and the more influenced you are. By the way, there's got to be some cahoot. That's a discussion for another day here. But yeah, Nick Saban, <laughs> Superman, basically. Uh, he cured COVID. He cured clearly. COVID in a day. And, Don't and let somebody it dominate else, you. And somebody Remember. else, and somebody else brought back football. So like, there's got to be some type of draw connection here. But um, right. yeah, that. Thing. Okay, so real, real quick, and then we can wrap it up. Uh, if you are in Orange County, Florida, Orlando, basically, how would you like to vote at the WWE Thunderdome? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh so, no! So. Uh, that's almost completely true. Uh, the bottom line is that early voting has started in Florida last Monday. Uh, the Amway Center, at least the atrium of it, if you enter into the Disney atrium entrance, that has been transformed into a voting center. Um, because it's in downtown Orlando, if you're lucky enough to be at work and you're able to come through, if you're an Orange County resident, come through, vote in the Thunderdome-ish sort of kind of. You will not be able to enter the bowl of the arena because of the Thunderdome itself and how it's set up. But uh, go get your vote on, and you can do it at the Amway Center in Orlando. Uh, it is Hell in a Cell uh, coming up uh, sooner than later. It's not this, this weekend. weekend. It's, no, it it's is. this weekend? It's Sunday. Yep, Sunday. It's Sunday. Okay, right. So Hell in a Cell is this Sunday. Uh, okay, well, that makes sense then. Uh, Hell in a Cell is this Sunday, and, of course, Metro uh, UK. They talked to Mick Foley about his Hell in a Cell match, which is iconic for a lot of people. Um, and Mick Foley basically said that he had no regrets. Cool. Noted. Mick Foley also just said, and I quote, I just paid $425 to remove my bottom flipper, which are false teeth that were knocked out in the cell. Mm. And I'll have to pay $15,000 or so to get those teeth fixed. No regrets, he says. Um, and, and Lord knows anyone that has uh, seen Mick Foley in recent years in person, looking at him uh, walk around is a sight. So a, yeah. no regrets. Mm -hmm. It's something no else. <laughs> right. Um, so though the match is uh, over 20 years ago, it still is one of those things that he says, and I quote, I don't have any regrets. I do have small regrets about uh, things that I did later in my career. But no, I do not regret starting the match on top of the cell. So, you know what? Good on you, Mick Foley. I mean, you only get one chance at it, and by God, he made the most of it. 
Uh, Friday night, uh, SmackDown is this weekend uh, from the voting, the vote populace, is, that is the Amway Center um, in Orlando. So go vote and then watch SmackDown from the voting place. Uh, then you have Bound for Glory, which is, that's why I was confused, because Bound for Glory is this coming Saturday. Yep. Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have Matt Tremont's uh, retirement party in New Jersey. That's going to be on independentwrestling.tv. And then, of course, Helena Cell. The Red Hell in a Cell um, is going to be this Sunday from uh, the Amway Center. Uh, next Wednesday is NXT's Halloween Havoc, for what it's worth. And that is uh, uh, Wednesday night at 8 o'clock from the Performance Center. So that's the news for this week. And I think that's going to do it for the show for the week. For the sake of time, as I stated in the beginning of the show, as Jamal just said, definitely, regardless of your state, go vote. It's your civil duty. And uh, we're going to end this show so we can get off and watch the final presidential debate. Um, But with that being said, as we end every show, be safe, wear your mask, and uh, tune in each and every Thursday live on all our social medias. Um, You can uh, join in on the discussion, jump in the chat, let us know what you're thinking about the things we're saying. And um, as always, if you don't catch us live, you can catch us on all audio platforms where the episodes will be dropping uh, for your enjoyment each and every Friday morning. Uh, But that would do it for episode 293, seven away from the big 300. Um, Thanks for watching, folks, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh